Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Coexisting the Podcast. My name is Aisha and I am your host. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how you can live out your purpose through a passion project. And I will be outlining for you some life design tools that you can use to one, be very clear on what it is that you want and also generate ideas of how you can start implementing it in your life today. The reason why I want to talk about this is because what I see around me is that a lot of women are waking up to the fact that they want to live life on their own terms. They want to live life doing things that spark joy and the current system of working a nine to five just doesn't cut it for them. A lot of us have been working for two and three years and we start to realize that there is so much more to explore outside of our professional identity. And this is where living out your passion and finding it through life design tools comes in because it gives us a framework that we can enact on, that we can use to find our passion and also to start generating ideas of how can we start implementing it in our lives. As I said before, Everything related to life design, it's an iterative process, which is why it's so important to already start wherever you are in your journey, whether you feel ready or not, it doesn't matter. It's all about the process, taking the steps, and then automatically you will end up in a place that you are meant to end up. In general, I find it such a beautiful transformation that a lot of women are saying that they want to live a more flexible life doing what they want. Because if we think back to our parents and what was important for them, it was really about finding security and like finding a job where they could be secure. And a lot of them end up staying in their jobs for like probably their whole career. But nowadays this has completely shifted. And you can see as well that one important criteria for younger people when they go to their jobs is that they want to have impact. And to take this a bit further, impact doesn't only have to be done within the context of your professional work. It can also be done within your own life or taking your strength and helping other people wherever they are in their own journey. So I'm very excited for this episode. In essence, if we think about, you know, living life on your own terms through your passion, that also means that you probably have a passion project. And if we break this up into milestones, on the one hand, it's about finding out what it is that you want. So having clarity on what is that passion and how am I able to live that passion in my life right now? And then the second step, which we will not touch upon in this episode, but we will start talking about in the next episodes is, you know, in the end, if you want to live life on your own terms, which are passion, that implies that you need to go from passion project to a validated business idea that is then worked on, designed, acted upon to become a proven business model that is generating income for you so you can swap out your nine to five with your passion project, which is going to become a business. In this episode, though, we are going to focus on the first part. So more so having clarity on what you want and what approach you can take there. The first thing I want to say is that finding fulfillment, it is a highly personalized journey. So there is no one approach that's going to fit everyone. But in general, what you have to do in order to find out what you want is to have an attitude where you are open to possibilities. You are open to learning new things. You are open You are open to discussing ideas with other people. You are open to sharing yourself with other people so that they can also give you feedback. You are open to trying out new things. And also you are flexible for when something doesn't work out to kind of adjust yourself. Because listen, 
I have been there many times in which I was so focused on, okay, I think I know what I want. I'm just going to go for it. But then along the way, I started to feel like, "Mm, maybe this is not it anymore. But then because you already predefined and you told yourself, this is what I'm going to do, you might stay stuck into the past you, whereas actually you are also evolving as a person. So being open and flexible is the most important thing because by the time you know what you want, it's because you've spent some time discovering new things, trying out new ideas. And then by then you can start eliminating all the possibilities because what is very important when it comes to finding out what you want is that, you know, there are so many possibilities of what you can do. There are so many options, but you cannot do all of them. So you have to be very realistic about how you're going to be spending your time. But before you can do that, it's super important to spend some time exploring options and exploring possibilities. And this openness and flexibility, it's such an important skill to cultivate because once you start to have a more serious idea, as an entrepreneur, I can tell you that Iterating is going to be a big part of how you're going to work from a very rough passion to a more validated idea and to already start cultivating that skill by applying it into your life and in that process of discovery is already a good step to take there. And I will give an example of how I went through that process myself. So now I'm at the stage where I realize that what I really am driven about is to help other people and to help other people wherever they are in their journey by sharing tools, resources, and also like the needed mindset change. And I also went through those transformations myself. So now I'm like, I want to help people go through their transformation. And this realization is something that came to me in the past four months. Before that, I was way more focused on I want to express my creativity. I find to I want to find ways to express my creativity because before that I was feeling like really stuck in terms of, you know, I have a job that's very like logic driven whereas what I was missing in my life was a little bit more creativity. So my whole journey of starting the podcast, of being more out there came from this. But even before that, as I said before, I said that I wanted to, you know, potentially do something with skincare. I was doing a lot of of life, um, lifestyle videos on YouTube. In the end, I stopped with them because I didn't feel like the lifestyle videos were aligned with who I am as a person. But in any case, what I'm trying to say here is that I started with lifestyle videos and then I just kept iterating by just following the need, by following, you know, I want to experience more of creativity. I want to experience more of helping people. So in that sense, it's an iterative process. I didn't know two years ago, this is what I wanted to do. So my advice to you is when you are going on a journey of self-discovery to allow yourself the space by being open and flexible to trying ideas, failing at some of them, maybe realizing like, I like this part of it, but not part that part of it. And just understanding why that is and taking that as input to keep iterating until you feel like you have clarity about what it is that you want. As I said, it's a highly personal process as well. So you might wake up and you might think, I already know it. I've always known it. I just kept it repressed. I'm ready to act on it. That is also completely fine. To be very concrete, the two questions that you need to ask yourself is one, what are the things that give me energy? And two, what can I do to act 
on it. So in that discovery process, if you start very rough, you need to understand what gives me energy. Like, what do I like to do? And how can I implement this in my life? And this is where life design comes in. Because with life design, you are at the center of all the challenges that you are trying to solve. And that's what I also really like about it, that it's kind of like a you-first approach. What a lot of people tend to do is they'll go online and they'll search for how do I do this or that. And then you just get someone presenting their methodology to you, whereas life design is gives us the tools to apply it on ourselves and putting ourselves at the center of it. So let's talk a little bit about life design. What is it and how do we go through the steps needed to be clear on what it is that we want with our passion? So what is life design? Life design is an approach to problem solving that is predominantly used in product development, which is what I do for work. It's an approach that takes the user needs and puts it very central to that. It's an approach that is iterative. It's about reframing the problem multiple times, coming up with ideas to test. So prototypes of how to solve that problem based on the needs of the user. And as I said, the reason why I like it so much is because it puts you at the center. It started, life design in general started from two professors in the Stanford University where they were applying life design on to careers of people to help them craft a career that would fit their life vision. So I really like that use of it. So within the context of living out your life through your passion, it's about creating a life that aligns with your experiences, your values, your desires, your strengths, who you are as a person. It's about taking your power back and saying, you know what? I don't want to keep living into the status quo. I know of myself that I like to do this. I'm good at this. I have a passion for this. And this is what I want to focus on. So in essence, using those life design tools are a great way to approach it because we are indeed going through those steps to come up with ideas and selecting them. Going back to those questions that you need to ask, when it comes to your passion, I've already spoken about values. There is an episode on values. So if you haven't listened to that, check that one out because in that episode, I really talk about the importance of knowing very clearly for yourself what are things that you value right now in life because these are the things that intrinsically motivate you. And when it comes to your passion, it needs to be something that is intrinsically motivating to you because that's going to really get you started and it's going to help you persist when things get hard because, listen, it sounds beautiful living life on your own terms through your passion project, But at the end of the day, when you start to make it into a business, it's going to ask of you to learn entrepreneurial skills, to do things that you probably have not done before, which can make people feel uncomfortable, imposter syndrome, etc. So that's why I always say, make sure that whatever your passion project is, that it aligns with your values, because that's really going to keep you motivated throughout this journey. The other thing that you need to do, as I said, is have a better understanding of what are the things that give you energy, what are the things that drain your energy, and to really understand at a very deep level, why do they give you energy and why do they drain your energy? 
And one of the ways that these professors say that it's good to keep track of that is through having an energy journal. And I've had an energy journal for maybe I did it for a week, but by that time I was already clear on the things that gave me energy and the things that were draining my energy. But if you have no idea where to start, I recommend that you keep an energy journal for at least a week or maybe try two weeks as well, where every day at the end of the day, you can write down what are things that gave me energy today? What are things that took my energy? And then the next step is to understand, as I said, why do they give me energy? Why do they drain me energy? How can I do more of what gives me energy? And what can I learn from the things that drain my energy? That is a very important question because it could be, for example, that it drains your energy to hear people talk about a topic in a very unjust way. And then maybe that means that you feel the need to fight for a group of people. So that is also a possibility here. After you have a more clear idea of the things that give you energy and take your energy, it's time to start generating ideas of how can I implement more of this into my life? Meaning, what could I do? So going back to that example, maybe an idea could be that I could advocate for this group in a way that I perceive to be more just because this is my passion. And the idea here is to generate as many ideas as possible. And a tip here is to like not be judgmental of those ideas because a lot of people, they already try to select ideas into their head and then they write them down. My advice here is to just write the ideas as crazy as they sound. It doesn't matter. Like this is the part where you get to be creative and where you get to put down things that maybe you wouldn't even want to do, but it doesn't matter. Just generating ideas for what are the things that I could potentially do? What, what things could I do to be more artistic? What things could I do to be more creative? What things could I do to feel more connected to other people? What could I do to feel more connected to myself? What could I do to help other people in their journey, to educate people? What could I do? You know, like it's about asking those questions to yourself. And after you have generated all of these ideas, we need to start selecting ideas because we cannot do everything. And even when it comes to generating ideas, the good thing to know is that the next step is to cut down some options that you're going to test. So that's why we need to reduce all of those ideas from a lot to a few. And here I tell people just choose three ideas because in the end, you're only going to implement one of them. Depending on how you want to test it, you can, of course, choose more, but just choose a few ideas that you think, hmm, these are the ones that I really want to try out. If you're having difficulty with choosing ideas, which is likely to happen, my advice to you there is to like pretend you're flipping a coin and then whatever option comes out, if you feel like yes, then go for it. If you feel like, uh, then you know that it's the other option that you want. So that's how you can like remove all the possibilities by just pretending like if I were to flip a coin and whatever result comes out, what would I prefer to do? Our next step, like I said, is we're going to start testing out ideas. With life design, it's always a prototype first approach because at the end of the day, whatever you choose, it's going to be an investment of your time, your energy, and money. There, it's going to ask for adjustments in your life. And you want to feel confident in the choice you make so you can commit. I know that a lot of people struggle with commitment. And I always say, if you struggle with commitment, test out your ideas. Take a prototype first approach, 
on a small scale. Of course, if you think that you want to start this big company to help X, Y, and Z, you're not going to immediately do that, but you can start testing out how do people react to this idea? How does this already exist in the market? If you want to move to a new country, it doesn't make sense to immediately move. Probably a small scale way of testing that is to go there for a shorter amount of time, maybe a month staying there and seeing how do I experience living there before you make your decision. So it's all about testing the idea on a small scale so you can feel confident in the decision that you're about to make that is going to impact your life in a way. And in order to do so, the question that you need to ask yourself for the ideas that you generated is What can I do on a small scale to test out how I would feel if I were to implement this into my life today? And when do you know that you're ready to commit? The idea is exciting to you. Even though you are scared of doing it, it excites you even more to do it. Even though you feel held back by your own mental limitations or by circumstances or resources that you feel like you lack, you still feel like I am willing to put in the work to make this happen. So this is really about the feeling of excitement is there for that idea. As I said, the idea needs to excite you internally because when things get hard, you need that push to pull yourself over those hurdles that are going to come along the way. Think about how you can test out your idea and take some time to do it. When it comes to life design, it's really important to take the time that it takes that the process asks and to do things without like rushing over it. You know, like why are you rushing? What is on the other side of rushing? You know, like having that abundance mindset is super important for life design because you need to acknowledge and you need to also like be grateful that you have all these possibilities. So there's really no need to rush here. Just take your time and feel comfortable and feel when you are ready to commit. This is very important. And of course, like we are not always going to feel ready to do everything, but you can also not be in a corner and feeling like all this fear and then you're not going to put your all into it. So in that sense, just take it easy, test things out and see how you feel about it. And some ideas of testing out, as I just said, you can also like talk with other people. You can search on the internet how other people have experienced something. You can read a book about it. You can, you know, there are different ways to test out ideas. It doesn't have to be actually doing the thing. You can do it on a small scale, but you can also test it out by gaining some knowledge about it and making yourself more knowledgeable in an area before you do something. And the next step is to choose something. So this is where it becomes really fun because you have to go with one thing. Of course, depending on what it is, you can choose two things. It doesn't really matter. But just know that because of the limitations that we have in our lives with like time, energy, attention, it's never smart to try to implement too many things in your life. Just choose like focus on one thing because you also don't know where you are right now in terms of your skill and knowledge level. And one advice that I have for you for when it comes to choosing your idea is to think about like how much energy and time do I actually really want to invest in it. For me, things that align with my passion, that I already have some knowledge in, and also that align with my strengths because where I'm at in this stage of my life, I don't want to start from scratch in that sense. Three years ago, I would have said something completely different. I would have been like, I'm super open to learning new skills, but I've also been working for some time now. So I already have things that I'm good at. I'm good at being organized. I'm good at bringing structure. I'm good at 
you know, critical thinking, for example. So I want to choose things that also align with my strength. So I don't feel like it's like a big mountain that I have to climb. Like for me, it's really important at the start that it stays fun, (laughs) that I can stay engaged because when it starts to become a business, it's already going to ask of me, pull out some skills that maybe and doing things that maybe I haven't done before. So keep that in mind when you're choosing your passion project and that thing that you want to focus on. Then I'll choose things that also align with your strength. Of course, you're going to develop skills, like I said, but already take that into account. And the last step is to, of course, integrate it into your life because we have an idea of what our passion is, but how are we going to integrate it into our lives? As I said before, knowledge. So this is very important, right? So if you have a passion, it's important to also become knowledgeable into that area because no matter what you want to do with it, you are you are the biggest asset. Like you are the biggest resource in that sense. So your knowledge of whatever you want to do is very important. Your ability, your competence as well. So how do I start integrating it in my life in a way that I can gain knowledge and I can gain experience for it? So this is the question that you need to ask yourself so you can start integrating it into your life. So if I'm saying that I want to help people with a challenge, then I need to understand what that challenge is. I can do that by doing a course. I can do that by reading books. I can do that by talking with different people. It doesn't need to be like this crazy thing. It's just like, how do I live my daily life? And this is a very important thing because at the end of the day, the passion is going to stay a plan and not actualize if we don't already start integrating it into our daily life, into how we live our lives. And it doesn't go from, you know, I know my passion to I have a business where I can live life on my own terms. It's like there's like some things in between. And it's very important that we already start to live out our passion and we become knowledgeable and start building our competence in that area. And when you are asking yourself this question, like I said in the last episode, the thing that is very important to keep into account is that our time is limited. Our attention is limited. We have pre-commitments. We have a social life. Inevitably, you are going to have to make a sacrifice in one of these areas so that you can actualize your dream life. And this is where a lot of people stop. Because they, one, have the fear of failing. Two, they fear the unknown. Three, there is imposter syndrome because, hey, what if my passion is something that, yes, I'm interested in it and it aligns with who I am internally, but I have no experience in it. And then they get demotivated. Like at the beginning, just accept that you're going to suck. Like maybe I suck right now and I'm okay with it because I know that if I keep doing this, I'm going to compound. And that is the mindset that you need to have. It's about compounding my actions. It's about compounding my activities. It's about compounding all of the things that I just said that you can do to start living your passion today. And it's really important to be clear on making sacrifices in the beginning. Maybe you don't know how to say no. But there's going to come a time where you're going to have to pull your friends to the side and explain to them, hey, so I cannot see you five times a week now because I have this passion project that I want to invest in. And if they are good friends of yours, they will be very welcoming to that. And hopefully you can also inspire them to find their passion. So to give a recap, you can gain clarity about what you want by using live design tools. 
understand what your values are, understand the things that give you energy, that take you energy, use that as input to come up with all the ideas of how you can do more of what it is that you want to do with those ideas. Choose a few of them, find a way on a small scale to try them out, select that one idea, and then start asking yourself, how do I integrate this into my life already now? And in next episode, we are actually going to talk about what it takes to use your passion as what's going to become your way of generating income. So how do we go from a passion project to a validated business idea? That is super fun. So stay tuned for next episode again and follow us on Instagram at coexisting.irl, which means in real life. And I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.